Chapter 14 The Secret Friend The Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah 7 14 The Lord asked Mary to do a hard thing. For her, following the will of God meant she would be publicly disgraced in a way that led to her being made fun of by her friends, rejected by her family, and dismissed by her community. When she first said yes to the angel Gabriel, she didn't know that Joseph would stick with her. What if he ended the relationship? What if she wound up being a single mom with no support? What if it was even worse than that? And what if Joseph, along with the rest of her village, decided that a more formal and severe punishment for her apparent unfaithfulness was in order? When I think about Mary and all she went through, I find myself wondering what those early weeks were like before she started to show. Did she have a month or two where she was able to just keep this whole thing to herself before her mother found out? Did she ever take long walks by herself and secretly talk to her baby? Did she pour out her troubles to the developing Messiah inside her womb? We now know that a fetus can hear external sounds at 18 weeks of gestation, and they can even hear and respond to their mother's voice as early as 15 or 16 weeks. Even in those early days, they start to learn her voice and hear the sounds of her language. Just think, Mary talking to her baby in the womb was like praying, pouring out her heart to the one who loved her most and knew her best. How long did she get to think about and pray about this whole situation before people found out that she was even pregnant? When did the morning sickness take over and become obvious? Once her mother found out, how long until everyone else knew? Did they try to cover it up as long as they could? Did her mother and father tell her not to repeat that ridiculous story about the angel and the Messiah? Of course, I don't know. But it doesn't seem like too much of a stretch to imagine a scene of of raised voices and bad language from Mary's dad as the news broke in their home. It's not hard to imagine the little girl crying herself to sleep after the waves of her father's anger broke over her. When everyone left the room, did she talk to the baby? When she was all alone, did she turn to him and tell her baby what she was going through? At some point during the pregnancy, Mary traveled to stay with a relative of the family named Elizabeth. It's hard to know exactly when this took place in Mary's pregnancy, It could be that Mary's mother sent her to Elizabeth's house just as soon as she started to show, so that no one in the village even knew about the pregnancy. It's also possible that everyone found out, everyone was talking, and, you know, sending Mary away for a while was the best way to get everyone in town to shut up for a bit. Either way, Mary stayed at the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah for three months, while they were having a bit of a miracle pregnancy of their own. You see, this couple had never been able to have kids after a long marriage and a full life together. But just like Mary, 
the angel Gabriel had appeared to Zechariah and foretold a miracle birth. Gabriel said that even though they were old, they would have a baby who would be a joy and delight to them, and that they were to call him John. This boy would grow up to bring Israel back to God and get people ready for the coming of the Messiah. At first, Zechariah doubted this news, but not Elizabeth. She was all lit up with the glow of her second trimester when Mary knocked on the door. My guess is Mary was pretty scared to see Elizabeth and Zechariah. I mean, her parents had completely flipped out. Joseph would probably call off the wedding at the very least. She would become a laughingstock of her whole village. And now she was being hidden away at the house of a relative whose husband was a temple priest? What would this visit be like? Would Zechariah and Elizabeth lecture her every day about how Mary should be ashamed of herself? Would they, would they shake their heads in disgust like so many others? I imagine Mary bracing herself for the worst, putting her hand on her belly and saying to her little secret friend, Okay, baby, here goes nothing. At least we have each other. And then knocking on the door. I mean, I don't know what Mary was expecting, but surely, surely she wasn't prepared for what actually happened when Elizabeth saw her. Mary said, Hello? Elizabeth? It's me, Mary, from Nazareth. And in that very moment, heaven and earth collided in Elizabeth's heart. Luke tells us that the baby John the Baptist started doing backflips inside Elizabeth's womb. He was dancing for joy when Jesus came into their house. Many years later, when John the Baptist had grown up and was asked about his relationship with Jesus, he would go on to describe himself as the bridegroom's friend. He said watching people go to Jesus was his greatest joy. And when Mary entered Elizabeth's house, the unborn John went ahead with the wedding celebrations, dancing his little heart out. And at that same moment, the Holy Spirit flooded into Elizabeth's heart and she grabbed Mary's tear-stained face that had been hanging in shame and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Oh man, can you imagine what a relief this was for poor Mary? after all she had been through, and considering all she would go on to face, to know that there was someone in this world who loved her. How sweet must it have been to find out she wasn't alone, after all. It must have been the deepest relief to know that in the midst of so much hurt, confusion, and unkindness, there was at least one heart that was for her. Someone else was on her side. Someone else was with her. And we know it meant a lot to Mary, because as soon as she heard Elizabeth's words, Mary burst into the most amazing, beautiful, and biblically rich song of praise to God. Out of nowhere, her heart exploded into singing, and the song was filled with lines like, My soul is overjoyed, because God hasn't forgotten me. 
He thinks about me. He has done great things for me. He fills the hungry with good things, and he remembers to be merciful. Seven centuries before all of this took place, the prophet Isaiah predicted the whole thing. He said, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. I've always wondered whether Mary knew that scripture and whether she thought about it during her pregnancy. We know she knew the Bible well. That song she sang in Elizabeth's house was an incredible and impromptu mashup of tons of Bible verses from various Psalms and even the prayer of Hannah from 1 Samuel chapter 2. This girl was a Bible student. And what if she did know that verse? What if in the middle of her pregnancy she realized that it was about her all along. Gabriel told her to name the baby Jesus, which she did. But what about before he was born? When she was alone, and it was just the two of them talking. With her hand on her belly, did she call her secret friend Emmanuel? Emmanuel is a word that means God with us. And He is. In everything Mary faced, Jesus was with her the whole time. She was never alone. And now He is born in our hearts. And He is still Emmanuel, God with us. Whatever you face, you face it with a secret friend. He's on your side. He loves you. He hears your voice and listens to you. He fills you up and remembers to be merciful. You are blessed. You are not alone. God is.